Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the one week and a few hours until opening day edition of Sharing Socks. I am uh, Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen, along with my son, West Coast correspondent Will, who will actually be seeing the Sox in person probably long before anybody else who's listening to or watching this, because he actually got tickets to the series out in L.A. How'd you pull that off? Uh, I'm, I'm lucky. The, the angels just did a, if you register on our website, put in your email, you're eligible for pre-sale. Uh, so I, I was actually, it was possible to get tickets to all four games this morning. I can actually still get tickets to all the games, but, uh, I only, I only went for Sunday to start. I might add on as I go, but, uh, you know, I had to be there to support my boy, Dylan Cease, shut down Cease. (laughs) Game number four. Game number four, ESPN, the spotlight. I'm going to be there. I got my seats right by the bullpen. So before the game, Dylan and I will be able to chat about his game plan, what he's thinking (laughs) about doing, maybe his like ideal uh, date, what what he likes to do on a Sunday afternoon before a game (laughs) on a day he's not pitching, you know, just get to know each other a little bit more. Oh, that that's good. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, The stadium's going to be only 9,000 people are going to be permitted. I have two seats to myself. Um, which I'm actually very excited about as someone who likes to have a little space and get settled. Uh, I'm going to be able to, to really sit back and relax, but I am very excited and I'm going to be going to a baseball game in 10 days, which is, uh, I can't believe it. 
I can't believe it. 10 <laughs> days going to a major league baseball That's game. True. It's been a long, long time. It's been a long, long time. Really. And if you're out by the bullpen, now, of course, you are the great believer in Dylan Cease. That's right. He's had one excellent performance and one pretty bad one uh, so far this spring. And we'll have uh, another couple of chances before he actually pitches for real. Um, my estimation is that in the bullpen, you'll get to meet all kinds of people out there. Probably uh, Kopech will be up and working and Crochet and Bummer. And... Why would they be working on their off day? <laughs> they they clearly aren't going to pitch because Dylan always goes nine. Um, so I, I'm curious as to why you think, oh, because it's their, it's just like their regular workout day. Yeah, I get yeah, what you're saying. Just, we yeah. call it a side. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, honestly, though, the problem is they'll probably all just be in the dugout because they're not working. <laughs> yeah. They probably won't even be in the bullpen. Uh, no, I, I know, I know. I'm likely to see some some action. I'm hoping that our first three starters – Pitch so well. Everyone is very fresh for Sunday's game, uh, and I get to see I get to see all of them except Hendricks. I don't want to see Hendricks just because I want to be up by like 15 runs by the ninth inning. But the other reason you wouldn't see Hendricks is if you're losing. So that the reasoning is not complete, right? <laughs> there, I'm not seeing Hendricks. No, no. See, your <laughs> logic is still flawed. You said <laughs> losing, which is not possible on a day Dylan sees pitches. You're you're so messed up. It must be that second Moderna shot that's got you uh, got you foggy. Speaking of uh, the first three pitchers, obviously Giolito's just been lights out from the first pitch that he's thrown this spring. Uh, Lynn had eh, control problems his first two times. Got hit at some third time. He's got two more outings to go. We're recording this before Wednesday's game, which he would be uh, starting. So we're hoping that he kind of straightens it out there. Uh, it's nothing terrible, but uh, I'm sure not as good a set of performances as he would have liked. Keiko, and again, I, it's just mysterious to me why he started so late without any explanation from the team, really, of why that happened. But his first outing, of course, was Ooh. awful, just yeah. just absolutely awful, which made you wonder, man, was he out with COVID and he hasn't got his strength back or was he out because of back spasms or acting up, whatever. But then, then he, his pitching on uh, uh, Tuesday was just excellent. 13 batters in four innings. Yeah, he really, only- he really turned it around, which is huge because honestly, and I know this is going to sound crazy, Keuchel's kind of my biggest question mark in the rotation right now. And that's just because he's older and he has injury problems. And last year felt a little bit like a fluke. Um, Not entirely. Keuchel's a great pitcher. Obviously, he's a Cy Young winner. Um, But I I definitely had some concerns. And when he came back and just looked absolutely terrible, I started thinking, oh, boy, we might. I I was, was, of course. If you're a White Sox fan, you worry. You <laughs> that's do. what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was going, boy, this is this is really not good. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up, and then he then he just gets clobbered. Uh, now he did not he go deep on uh, Tuesday, which is too bad because usually the, the, the he's got one more before his first assignment of the, of the real baseball, and usually that one's a kind of limited pitch kind of situation. They, they kind of rest their way into the, the opening day. Um, and he only had 
he had fewer than 60 pitches on, on Tuesday, I think. Unfortunately, with this bare bones stat cast, we, we really get nothing that's of any importance statistically. So I'm not really sure. But um, so he didn't pitch that much, but he was pitching, unlike many appearances, including Cease's terrible one, uh, against major leaguers. It yeah. was pretty, pretty much the Cubs starting lineup. Yeah, it was. And, um, and actually, I think uh, we've seen a lot of good things this week in terms of who might actually be playing for the White Sox and who might be playing against the White Sox. And, uh, you know, I've been pretty vocal throughout this whole spring training that I, I think it's just been a joke the way this year's spring training has been. Uh, and this week was kind of the first week where I felt like, okay, we're going to start to see something here. Uh, and it was great, especially on Monday, to see essentially the starting lineup go out there uh, and Lucas Giolito and just look great. Um, so I actually will be sailing into uh, my seats in Anaheim next week in uh, really, really good positive mood, I think, about about what we're seeing. Even though C's had a a questionable outing, which we know is a fluke because he's <laughs> because he only does that two out of three times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but Keuchel was definitely very reassuring seeing him come out yesterday. Rodon was really sharp again. Rodon, I mean, if the Rodon thing holds, that is going to be the game changer for the White Sox because Rodon has looked excellent, excellent. And if Rodon goes from being the guy we hoped could fill the five spot to the guy who's performing like a two or three, uh, then you're talking about the White Sox having real serious World Series contention in 2021. Um, If if we're looking at four starters, four and a half of Cease ends up being kind of what we more realistically expect him to be that's a recipe for a a championship team. So if Rodon keeps up and stays healthy, whoa, that's a game changer for us. Meanwhile, while we're on pitchers, Ronaldo Lopez got uh, sent down. He's going to spend uh, a nice summer in Schaumburg. Um, They have a lovely Ikea nearby. So that's, that's important. He'll be able to, Uh, it's probably uh, about three years too late for sending him down, but uh, it's, it's there. I, I don't know what, what they're going to do with him at any point. I maybe work him as a, as a reliever, practice going yeah. an inning or two at a time. Uh, he was going to be the long guy, apparently. And maybe they won't think long guy anymore, just think short guy. But boy, it was his last time. Now, that was the one game all spring where we've had actual stat cast because Arizona was the home team, and they've apparently brought all of the stuff from their regular stadium down the street to their, their uh, spring stadium. Yeah. So we had total information uh, and his fastest fastball was 93.6 and he only had two of those and everything else was around 91. And this is a guy who's thrown a consistent 96. And even when he's bad, he's thrown a consistent 96, 97 with the occasional 98 or so. Mm-hmm. So you got to wonder if the next time you see Reynaldo Lopez in the news, the word surgery won't be, connected to it in some way not necessarily tommy john but something you know his shoulder his, his wrist uh, yeah his something's up something, you know? something's wrong yeah if he's throwing around 91 
I mean, Ronaldo Lopez throwing at 91 is just meat and potatoes for Major League Baseball players. It's it's not enough. And it, it tells you that he's really not going to be back up in the show anytime soon unless there's an injury that he can get fixed because he's not going to do us any good throwing 91 miles an hour. And I I would love to see him sort of revamped as a short-term reliever. Um, I don't know why they're so hung up on this Ronaldo Lopez can go the distance as a, a long reliever thing. He's shown no sign of that, of ever being good at that, of ever being able to do that. Uh, so I think for, you know, and for Lopez's sake, um, the best thing would be to, to try to work him in Schomburg as a, as a short stint reliever and, and see what happens there because if he's throwing long innings, but he's throwing 91 right down, (laughs) right down the center, you know, he's, he's just going to get smoked in the big leagues. Now that leaves an opening on the pitching staff, reliever number eight, Uh, not a critical opening. It would be the guy that you hope you very, very seldom have to use. Sure. But somebody uh, needs to get that position. Uh, the most experienced, the one who was up last year uh, and was not good last year and has been horrible all spring, Jose Ruiz. Uh, could be the choice. Ruiz has no options left, which means when you bring him up and then you get rid of him, no later than when Jace Fry comes back. I'm not a huge Jace Fry fan, but compared to yeah. Jose Ruiz, I'm a Jace Fry fan. Right. Uh, then he's gone. Because uh, they'll have to put him on waivers and somebody will pick him up. Speaking of picking up, they, the Sox, for reasons, tell me if you can comprehend this. Signing Nick Turley, picking him up on waivers. You're taking a pitcher who was put on waivers by not just the worst team in baseball right now, but the worst team in baseball possibly ever in the history of the major leagues. Really, they could have the worst record in Major League history. And so the Pirates let him go, and we picked this clown up? Yeah, no clue. (laughs) This is is one of the – you're talking about diving into the dumpster. (laughs) Yeah, no clue. No clue on this one. I, uh, You know, I I, yesterday I've I've become friends with uh, Gracie Cashman, Brian Cashman's daughter. She's an actor out here in L.A., and – refers to Kenny Williams as uh, Uncle Kenny. So maybe I can have her shoot Uncle Kenny a text. Um, she's a delight. I'm sure she would actually do it. But other than asking someone from the organization, I have no clue why we would sign this guy. And I'm curious as to why she calls you. You had mentioned this to me earlier, why she calls Kenny Williams Uncle Kenny. I, I even looked it up to see if he and her dad had crossed professional paths at any point and they haven't I mean, i'm sure they meet at the met at the winter meetings for many years and one of it yeah i think it's has been involved with the other's team at any time you know cashman really kind of worked his way up through that organization grace was saying that he started in the yankees in college which is really an amazing ascent to to being the successful gm he is and so he's been around the game a really long time and uh, according to grace it just really seems like Kenny Williams is a super nice guy and <laughs> and Cashman seems like a really, really nice guy as well. Just kind of normal. It's nice to say about a Yankee, but which, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not a big Yankee guy. I focus all my hate on the Cubs these days, but you know um, it, it sounds like Kenny Williams, just a, a really lovely guy. And they became friends and uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I can influence trades yet via uh, Grace's <laughs> Uncle Kenny, um, but I'm, I'm certainly going to, to work my way up to that level. When we're in here taping auditions, uh, I'll just start like subtly saying like, you know, get Fernando Tatis back get Fernando Tatis back. Uh, I don't think that's under Cashman's control, technically speaking. Not under Cashman's, but <laughs> maybe Uncle Kenny can do something. Maybe Uncle Kenny can do something. Back to back to the actual baseball team. Um, so, we got an opening. I don't really think it should be Ruiz. Uh, and it just, there are a bunch of guys with 0 ERAs this spring, but none of them pitch more than uh, maybe three or four innings. Um Carter was uh, excellent the other day, uh, showed something. Kubat's been good a few times out, but I don't know who they're going to I presume if they have to go to a multi-inning reliever, that the first choice will be Michael Kopech. Yeah, definitely will be. And the second choice would well, – Garrett would be the second choice. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's it's probably going to be Kopech and then committee. You know, I think they're in a situation now where you can bring in Kopech and hope to get three or four, but if anything goes wrong, you're just throwing a new guy every inning, which is bad news except for when you're the White Sox because we're <laughs> going to have seven good relievers um, and then the eighth guy who exists. So the, the hope is, you know, that, that that's enough for us. And it should be. I mean, our bullpen is – it's insane. And Cody Hoyer just looks great. And um, it's, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I have no answer for who this eighth person should be right now. None whatsoever. And Are you not going with Nick Turley? Uh, no, weird. Oddly <laughs> enough, I'm not. I'm not. Um you know, I'm, I'm sad to see Lopez's decline and and whatnot, but it really is the right call to to send him away, and uh, hopefully, someone else just pleasantly surprises us, like Rodon has in the starting category. Um, but I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it right now, just because the other seven are so. Yeah, legit. You're you're really looking for garbage time. You're looking yeah. for somebody to eat some innings in garbage time. Yeah, you're looking. For- Guy where the starter got crushed uh, and needs to get out of the game in the fourth, and there's no reason to like really try to come back from the that nine run deficit. Uh, and you're looking for the guy who's going to pitch those. And, and I think there's going to be some heavy use of the pen early, both because there always is before starters build up innings, but also I think Keichel, I don't think he's going to pitch very long. No, I so think if you it, get if you get five innings out of him, that's going to be a big deal. If you get five innings out of Cease, it's going to be a really big deal. Oh, oh allegedly. <laughs> uh, and then maybe six out of Rodon. And the other two guys can probably easily go six or seven off the start as long as they're having a decent day. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we better take a break. Um, we've been talking about pitching, which has been a very interesting week in pitching and sad to see biceps Cordero go down as well with, with surgery, but I hope I wish him the best and hope to see him back, but let's take a quick break. And uh, with Adam Engel's injury, we got, we got a spot to fill. So uh, we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. Uh, we talked about pitching. We talked your year off about how great Dylan Cease is going to be. And uh, we're both in agreement on that. So now we're moving on to mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we're moving on to uh, the hitters uh, slash fielders. Adam Engel is the unfortunate injury of the week. Very unfortunate, actually, for us. Uh, what do you what do you have about this development? Well, they say two to four weeks, and usually when somebody in sports says two to four weeks, they mean four. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about missing the first couple. They certainly go on the IL. So that's at least 10 days yeah. and probably another week into the season. So at least two or three weeks of regular season. Um, you have to bring up an outfielder. I think it's going to be Billy Hamilton. Um, yeah. We had both talked some time back about, boy, Nick Williams is really looking good. And he's continued to look fairly good at the bat, but yeah. he can't play center field. No, 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 no. And so if anything were to happen, even a little, you know, in-game thing, he slides into a base wrong and, and hurts his toe uh, to Luis Robert, your choice would be to put either Leury in center or move um, – Adam Eaton over to center. The Sox have done both of those things before with disastrous results. Yeah. This is not an experiment to be repeated. Not so I, I think you break, you use Hamilton. He's got other uses. Uh, speed, you know, if you got Jose uh, gets to third base uh, with less than two outs in the bottom of the ninth of a tie game, I think Hamilton goes on third. Um, so uh, what do you think? You think you... you... I mean, obviously, we're thinking we want to start uh, Aloy in left, or uh, start uh, Aloy in left, and and start Andrew Vaughn at DH. Or are you thinking we start Billy Hamilton in left and Aloy at DH? No, I think that I think uh, now that's one thing we haven't talked about. But Bob Nightingale, who is uh, writes down whatever the Sox tell him to write down, he's not really a reporter, uh, though he pretends to be. But he's he's a, he's a scribe, as they say. Right. He, uh, it's saying that Vaughn will come up immediately. So if Vaughn's up immediately, I think he DHs immediately. Yeah, I think so too. Through, I, I, I think we're going to see. Uh, I think we're going to see an extension pretty shortly for Andrew Vaughn. Uh, I do think we are going to see that happen, especially now that we kind of need him up and can't play the service time game. I think. Uh, I think we're going to see an extension for Vaughn, uh, which will be great. It will lock down our young core for years, uh, which would be very exciting for us. Um, so I, I, I think you start out, you, you've got Aloy. Aloy does play left uh, until he proves that he just can't do it. Uh, you know, and Robert can cover immense amounts of ground. So, I mean, we know that to know. be true. We've seen it. Uh, uh, so, but you, you start Aloy and Robert and, and 
uh, Eaton. Eaton uh, theoretically was going to be part, uh, you know, be sharing time with Engel, uh, but he's hit lefties fairly decently this spring. Um, if that continues for a few games, that he able, we're not going to face that many lefties because people don't want to pitch him against us anyway. But right. um, if if it comes up that he's hitting lefties, then that's fine. If not, uh, Hamilton uh, could go into the outfield uh, and 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 take over that spot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think so. You've got the four outfielders. Then you've got around the infield. Um, the four guys who were around the infield last year, plus uh, Vaughn and Leori. So that's six. So that's 10, which leaves three spots, which are going to be Grandal, Lucroy. <laughs> say it. Well, say it. If, if you don't, if it's not Zach Collins, who I mean, Zach is hitting well. And I have said that we haven't gotten to see a whole lot of video this spring, but yeah, um, what I've seen, he used to swing. Like his only goal in life was to see if he could put one in the parking lot behind the right field seats. Right. He's not swinging like that. I don't think. I I think he's hitting more intelligently this spring. Now, will that continue when real games are here and the pitchers are really trying to get him out? I don't know, but I I think he's making a more intelligent approach at the plate than he has in the past. And if he does that, he may be fine. Yeah, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, we are seeing some improvements and there's a reason they keep bringing Collins back and they keep wanting to try to make him work. He's got a skill set there that can be very valuable, especially as a lefty uh, to the White Sox. And, you know, I I, I think this is this spring is going to be his his final sort of major league test. And we're going to see him get a fair shot in the pros. And if he does well, he'll, he'll stick around. But uh, I, I have been a lot more impressed with them this spring than I uh, offensively uh, than I have previously. So I definitely think he's going to be on the roster uh, much to your chagrin on opening day. I do think that's going to happen. Well, you know, we both voted, voted for him to be on the roster for the playoffs last year and sit way down at the end of the bench and not bother anybody. That's true. Um, simply because they could then use a two-catcher combination as DH and, and catcher. That could be a circumstance again uh, against uh, a right-handed pitcher if it's a Luke Roy catching day that Grandal gets the DH job for that day. Certainly. Uh, and then you, you need an emergency backup catcher unless you're going to – you because know, you don't want to lose a DH. It's not the end of the world if you don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, so and and maybe he'll get some innings catching it again if they're ten rounds ahead or behind maybe he'll get some innings and at at that point uh, defensively as well uh, that's a real problem <laughs> yeah he, he loses the chance and Collins also can play a little first base he had he did uh, the last year the year before and uh, but that that with Vaughn in that's that's gone Vaughn will be yeah hundred percent yeah if, uh, if uh, Jose is out for some reason so. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty impressive lineup, really. I mean, just everybody stays healthy, not gonna. I mean, in, in the dream world, in the dream world, Zach Collins comes out in 2021, absolutely slashing, just 
you know, monstrous numbers to start so we can trade him for something, <laughs> uh, which I know is, is not exactly the most positive outlook. But if he comes out and is, is really showing some stuff, you could be looking at some interesting trade potentials involving Zach Collins. You know, there could be an interesting one right now with Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I don't see it really happening, but it, it could. It could. Yeah, I think uh, I think Collins is going to be a little more appealing if he comes out doing well. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We only got one week to go. You know, the, 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 the best hitter in spring training by far on the Sox is Perez, the number six or seven catcher, the young guy. He said he has one at bat and hit a double. He is <laughs> so. he is batting a thousand with an RBI and a run. So and he, and, and and a uh, what is ops of, of three thousand? <laughs> so. Yeah. So basically, I think we know who our final roster spot's going to go to. Look at this. This is pretty funny, though. I'm looking at the stats right here. The five of the top six spring training batting averages for the White Sox catchers. Our catchers. Perez, Mercedes. Now I know Perez only had one at bat, but Perez, Mercedes, Lucroy, Zabala. Then you've got Adam Eaton, and then Zach Collins. This is so confusing for me as someone <laughs> who came into this feeling like I had some idea of what this would look like to have five catchers in the top six, have the sixth person be Adam Eaton, and none of those catchers are Yasmani Grandal. Who's not hitting well at all. Who's hitting horribly. He's hitting 222. <laughs> He's only played six games, so we've seen virtually no. Yeah, I mean, he, he got the very, all. very late start because of the knee. Yeah, uh, we're seeing good stuff out of Aloy and out of Mankata. Madrigal's coming around. We're seeing some hitting from Vaughn. Uh, we're still seeing very little from Jose Abreu. Uh, it's, it's hitting down at 205. Danny Mendick, I think, is putting his best effort in to not play Major League Baseball this yeah, year. Yeah, he, he had a homer on Tuesday, but basically before that, he, he just wasn't there. And yeah. he wasn't even good defensively. Hitting in, one, in the few games that I've two. seen, he was not playing well defensively. And, of course, at the bottom of the list, unfortunately, is Billy Hamilton, who we have just said we would like on our team. However, he does possess a speed that is unmatched by pretty much anyone not named Luis Robert on this team. You know, one, one strange thing that happened, I, I don't know if you saw this game. There was a game that he played where twice he was walked on four pitches. And I thought, who the hell walks Billy Hamilton? I know. Because he's bailed off 63 pitches. <laughs> who walks Billy Hamilton? What are you afraid of here? Yeah. You're just, afraid of putting him on first because he's going to be on second in 3.2 seconds. I would just throw it right down the center every single time. I would challenge Billy Hamilton like nobody's business. I realize that a single is often a double with him, but I'm not sure he can so hit a singles. walk. So <laughs> a walk is a double too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really strange, but I think that's about all the time we have for today. You got any final thoughts here on sharing socks? No, next time we get together, it will be opening day Eve, opening day Eve. And I feel like we will know a little bit more about our roster. Uh, and maybe who knows, I will have secured some opening day tickets somehow, uh, at that point. And I'll be, uh, I'll come, come at you after, uh, after seeing some games live. Uh, at our following podcast so not next week but the one after that i will have attended some baseball games uh 
and I can't believe I get to say that in 2021. That is great news. Everyone stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you at the ballpark, I think, in, in this upcoming year. Awesome. See ya.